Hey everyone, welcome to another Plotty Time mini-sode. This week, oh boy, do I have a special treat for you. It's only me, Papa Scotch, this time. But I am doing another installment of our video game movie series, VGM. And this week, I am talking about the 2014 Aaron Paul classic, Need for Speed. I am did a little bit of research here, and I'm pretty sure it's not based on any game. I guess the final race is based on one of the game modes, which is fun, I guess. But anyway... We'll, we'll worry about that when I get to it. Uh, I want to talk about this movie. There's some things I loved about it, some things, most things I hated about it. I don't believe it was a very good movie. I, if you want to see cool race cars like Conus Eggs, I, sure, go for it. If you're a car guy, guy, car lady, car whatever, you're going to love this movie. But outside of that, it's not a very good movie. So to round out the cast, we've got... Aaron Paul, who best known as Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, he's the main character. He has a garage, and his impossibly handsome, cool friends work there, including Kid Cudi, who plays the pilot. Yeah, he flies and does, like, aerial recon as they're racing and street racing. And then you have Rami Malek, the Oscar winner, who is uh, some kind of expert with cars and engines and stuff like that. Those are just two of his friends. He has other ones. They are... Probably the biggest stars out of his friends. There's another guy. I forgot to write his name down. He plays his, another one of his friends. He's great. And he's been in a whole lot of shit. But we'll just move on. We also got Dakota Johnson is Aaron Paul's long-lost girlfriend who had at some point left him for Dominic Cooper, best known as, well, from what I remember him, is Jesse from, oh, God, what's the show on HBO? The The, the one I'm talking about. Preacher. That's it. I best know Dominic Cooper as the main character of Preacher. And then you have Michael Keaton as Monarch, who is a fantastic, eccentric billionaire and pretty much the entire driving force through this entire film of why people are doing what they're doing. The whole point is Aaron Paul is apparently some kind of underground driving legend. It, there's, it's like a whole other secret society of underground street racers, right? And Aaron Paul is a legend in the field. Everyone knows who he is, who's anybody. Uh, Dominic Cooper is also from the same small town, but he had gone on to be, I guess, a famous street racer at one point, but has actually gone on to do real legit racing and running, like, uh, Formula One cars and all kinds of stuff. I think in the movie, by the time we get to see him and he comes back into town and gets into shady shit, he's beyond his legitimate racing days. Uh, he seems to be in some kind of criminal enterprise, but... At one point, he was a real racer, and he's like the guy that made it out of their small shitty town, and everyone's like, oh, look at this big deal. You know, that whole fucking whatever. We start the game. Uh, basically, the garage is in trouble. They need to get into a race. The winner of the race gets five grand. I guess everyone puts in a grand, something like that, whatever. And this, it's just... The first part, the first problem I have with the movie is it takes itself way too seriously. This could be a lot of fun. This movie could be so much fun, but it is supposed to exist in a world where there is a huge underground racing circuit that races through populated areas like crazy people to make okay amounts of money, and then the rest of the public is just completely unaware of this, which is my first suspension of disbelief, but whatever, let's just go with that. I'm going to bring it up again. I'm going to be mad about it because I've been mad about it. I think about this movie way more than anyone else thought about it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, oh, Jesus, look at that. I forgot. Imoga Poots plays the love interest for Aaron Paul. 
And I, she's a female lead. She doesn't come until a little bit later in the story, but she plays a very interesting part. And we'll get to that in a sec. So first thing they do is they get into a legal street race for five grand. Blah, 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 blah. They're going through streets at like two or three in the morning. So they're mostly empty, but they still almost kill people flying through traffic. It's very much like the game. It is fun. It's a really cool scene. And then would be repeated nine more times in this movie. But anyway, so Aaron Paul wins. He beats one of uh, his other guys in the garage. One of his friends also wanted to join the young guy whose name I don't even remember. Pete, Petey. So Pete lost the race, whatever. You know, he's the younger guy. He's still learning how to drive. He's, he's a young kid, but uh, he's friends with everybody. Everyone's cool about it afterwards. They go back to the garage. Uh, they're happy about the money they made. They got a little bit of cash in their pocket. They can keep the garage going for a little bit. So then Dominic Cooper shows up. Uh, he was at the race. Everyone just kind of avoided him. Aaron Paul's got bad blood because he stole his girl, Dakota Johnson, who is also the sister of Petey, the young guy. So this is where things start getting off the rails. Cooper comes around to the garage and says, I know you guys are a good garage. I know you guys know what you're doing. Let's put all this past bullshit behind us. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to work on a Ford Shelby car, which was apparently the last one that Shelby was working on before he died. The only reason I know what Ford, Mustang, or Shelby, or any of those things are, I'm not a car guy. The only reason I know that Shelby's a big deal is because of the Ford B. Ferrari movie and because of Gone in 60 Seconds, the Nicolas Cage one, which is a modern American classic, as as I'm sure we all agree. Anyway, the garage very quickly fixed up. Well, they t- they flash forward. They fix up the Mustang. Aaron Cooper, Eric Cooper, oh Jesus, Dominic Cooper said, I'll give you a quarter of the sale price if you fix it up. So they did. They had this event. Uh, they put it up for, I guess, underground auction or real auction. I don't know. They want to sell it for $3 million. Pierce, a very eccentric rich guy, wants to buy it. He sends his uh, special assistant, who knows a whole shitload about cars, who's played by Amogan Poots. And she asks a bunch of questions. She's like, how fast can it go? They say 2.30. Everyone's like, you're full of shit. Amogan Poots says, if you can get this to 2.30, we, we might have a deal. So they go to a racetrack. They do it. Dominic Cooper's very pissed because he doesn't want Aaron Paul driving the car. But either way, they end up selling it. So they end up selling it uh, after a bit of negotiation for about $2.7 million. And then at this point, Dominic Cooper's like, all right, fuck, you're a dick. I hate you. Uh, but the car did sell, so whatever. And then PD starts talking a bunch of shit about how Dino isn't a real... Dino is Dominic Cooper. He's not a real racer. Like, anyone who knows who real racers are know that Aaron Paul's better. And Aaron Paul's just like, heh, this guy. But he doesn't really get involved. So Dino basically says, all right, we'll make a bet. We're going to race these three extremely rare, uh, you know, million-dollar cars. The Conan's Eggs. I don't remember what model there are. I don't really care. You can go look it up if you really care. But he said, hey, we're going to race, the three of us. And Aaron Paul, if you win... You guys get 100%. You get all that money for that Mustang. If I win, I get your 25%. So Aaron Paul says, fuck it, we're doing it. And then the kid's like, I want to race. And Aaron Paul's like, you're not doing it. It's too dangerous. Dino says, do it to get a race. You know, I got another car. Uh, he's, I guess he's not really part of the bet. But he's like, go ahead, let him. Who cares? So this is the big driving plot point of the thing. They end up racing. Uh, and at some point towards the end of the race... The kid is blocking Dino, so Dino can't pass him and can't catch up to Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul is about to spectacularly win and get all this money. 
Then Dino basically ramps him or does the side swipe move, which going at such high speed causes the car to go airborne, killing Petey spectacularly by blowing up the car and having him fly off the bridge. Aaron Paul slams his car on the brakes, goes back to help, and then Dino just keeps going. So that's the thing Aaron Paul can't get get past is he just fucking left him. Uh, little Petey's dead, by the way. Uh, so anyway, Aaron Paul gets arrested because these cars are apparently illegal, and he can't prove that Dino was ever even there. Dino's got an alibi. Aaron Paul goes to jail for two years. They show Dino going to the funeral, just their friends staring daggers into him since you know he, it makes sense that he's there, not necessarily to rub it in, but to support Petey's sister. And everyone's saying, "Hey, the red Kona's egg." It's fucked up. He probably took it to a garage, uh, find it, and everyone's like, no one, he doesn't have it. Like, there's no record of him owning that car. He's got an alibi. We think you stole the cars. No one believes in the world that Dino was there because it's basically Aaron Paul versus Dino, and why would this rich former racer ever give a shit about this? So I'm going to fly through the story now because I'm getting too hung up, but that's the main catalyst for this entire thing happening. Two years later, Aaron Paul gets out of prison. It is two days before the De Leon, which is the second plot point of this whole thing. It is a race, an illegal street race, run by this guy named Monarch. It's invite only. Supposedly, he hosts and runs the whole thing. And what you do as a driver is you bring the fastest car you can possibly get your hands on, and then this car, uh, you're you're wagering the car. So basically, these are million-dollar cars. The winner gets seven or eight million or whatever it is. Which I'm going to get to the fucking problem with this race in a second. They decide they're in New York. Somewhere, I think it's south of New York City or very close to New York City. Although it seemed like they were in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Around New York City. AP gets out of prison. And he's like, I don't even have a car. I don't have anything. His buddy picks him up, uh, Kid Cuddy, And he convinces and calls Pierce, the super rich guy with the Mustang he sold him two years ago. Let me drive it. And if I drive it, uh, you can have half the cars. So this collector's like, fuck it, give it to him. So he gives it to him, and Amogan Poots uh, shows up with the car, and he's like, thank you so much for dropping it off. She's like, yeah, I'm going, because this is an investment, and this is a th- almost a $3 million device, and probably worth more now, and I'm not just going to let you fucking take this across the country. So she's now going as well. They stop in Detroit to pick up Rami Melek, who has apparently left this area and has gone to work at some boring office job in Detroit. Uh, this was also, I know I'd seen this movie back when it came out, not in the theater, but sometime when it was on video. And this is the point I definitely remember because Rami Malik, uh, he, he picks up the phone. He's like, I don't want anything to do with you guys. He walks to the window. He sees the car. He realizes they, they got him there to try to figure out what was wrong with the car. And he, Aaron Paul has to go through some kind of convoluted, uh, police escape, which was also, we find out, his kind of audition to get into De Leon, because it's invite only. So he shows off, De Leon, uh, Monarch sees it, he invites him, and he says, the the big thing is meet up in San Francisco. So that was the whole catalyst, he wanted to win De Leon, got invited, now Aaron Paul's going. So he almost get caught by the the cops, but he ends up evading them. Uh, they they end up switching, so Amogan Poots is driving, they get some bounty hunters come up, a helicopter saves them, but, you know, this this is this is all very... I'll get to the problem with this, but there's a lot of car chase scenes, a lot of evading police, a lot of 
barely getting away as they're making their way across the country to San Francisco where the race is. The, they finally get to San Francisco where the race is. They check in at the hotel. So now they're officially there. They're officially in. This is part of the thing. Aaron Paul has some tension with Dino and they almost fight. And Dino's like, there's all these witnesses. You're not even supposed to be here because you're on fucking parole and you shouldn't have left the state. And here we are. So Aaron Paul goes, mm, fuck you and runs away. Not runs away, but he leaves. Their car gets destroyed by one of Dino's thugs who he paid to take him out of the race. And Dino had also decided he was going to race. I forgot to say it earlier. It doesn't matter. Imoga Poots is in the hospital. So now Aaron Paul's in the race, completely out of a car. No one knows if he's going to show up. So then Dakota Johnson, Dino's girlfriend, who had found out that he did have this red Kona's egg everyone was talking about, and she found out where it was in San Francisco, so she basically gives it to Aaron Paul. and says, here you go. Go race. Go kick his ass. So the whole big stick is Aaron Paul is driving the car that killed Petey to beat everybody else at De Leon. So they get into the big final race and spoiler, Aaron Paul wins. The big section that's all fucking stupid is that uh, Dino's car gets flipped. Aaron Paul has a clear race. He can see the end and he goes back and he picks up Dino and pulls him out of the car and saves his life, punches him in the face and then goes and finishes the race. Dino then gets arrested. They find the car. They put it together that Dino actually was lying and did kill Petey, so he goes to jail. Somehow Aaron Paul doesn't go to jail at the end of all this. Or no, he does. Doesn't he? Yes, he goes to jail again for, you know, illegal street racing at the end of the film. But he won the race. And Pierce is now out $3 million and has a bunch of total cars because this is the big thing I have wrong with this movie. Uh... What doesn't make sense is there's this huge De Leon race where people are putting up these extremely expensive vehicles, but they get totaled. All of them get totaled and destroyed except for Aaron Paul's one, which he already had. So what did he win? Did he win a bunch of totaled fucking car frames? Those are police evidence now. And if they, the only thing I could think about, the only thing that makes sense is if, and maybe I missed this, maybe this was the whole point, but... These people who are racing with their fancy race cars, maybe they put up another million-dollar car, and maybe that sat somewhere, and everyone said, hey, this is the car I put up. If I win, I get my car back and everybody else's car. If I lose, that car goes away. Maybe that's what it was, that they weren't racing with the cars they were putting up. Maybe. I don't know. But that would have made a lot more sense, but they didn't really go into that. I didn't get it, at least. And if I, I was watching it. I was mostly paying attention. Now... Let's talk about, let's just go over the overall. Um, I'm going to start with saying something positive. I'm going to say what I liked about the movie. Um, the car chases were good. They were good. They were exciting. The only problem I have with it is the only one that really, the car chases were all in public streets and could have killed anybody, which at one point, at one age, I would have been like, that's fucking cool. And now I'm like, people will get murdered because you wanted to go fast. Like there are tracks. You could rent tracks and you could race whatever the fuck you want. But no, you're going through illegal street racing because it's easier? I don't know. So that was a problem I had with it. And the way the story was set up, the way the film was set up, is these are very segmented. Like there's slow parts, race. Slow part, race. Some slow, maybe a couple funny parts, then a race. It was very segmented. 
So I think it was supposed to be sort of like a level setup, progressing through the story, but at the same time, there was no flow. Everything kept getting chopped up, and the movie was over two hours long, and it felt like four, just because so many things happened, so many scenes, so much stuff. It could have been a lot more streamlined. I'll get to my theory about why, why, uh, what I would have done to make it better, but it just went slow. There was too many individual parts. Uh, the the whole thing with his crew was okay, but we I don't know if we needed that Rami Malek thing. Maybe we did, but uh, the the love story between him and Imogen Poots that develops is a bit too cheesy. Like, it just didn't develop naturally. The the two stars they had chemistry, but it ju- I don't know. It was just cheesy. It was just super cheese, mad cheese. The dialogue was cheesy. They could have made it more relatable and realistic, but it was too stupid. Um. And then the big the big issue that I have too the the biggest thing is that the this takes place like I said in some kind of universe where there is an underground network of street racers completely separate from the law like no one has any idea these people exist there there's even a part after the Detroit thing and uh Monarch knows that this is Aaron Paul and he invites him and he sends him a personal invite through some kind of dashboard underground racing network and that can talk directly to him and call i don't know what that was all about apparently that's the thing if, if so many people were so invested in this and had so much money in it then it would get out like this is not so we're supposed to believe that there's real law enforcement really chasing them down that this race has such high stakes that people are gonna fucking die but at the same time we're gonna have this big stupid race where people get murdered and kill each other for not that much money. A couple million? That's not that much money. I mean, yeah, to any working schlub, sure, that's a lot. And having a $7 million windfall will absolutely change your life. But what I'm saying is, if you're buying million-dollar cars and racing them, you are probably don't, you probably have enough money not to miss that million-dollar car. Like, seven, you're doing it for the love of the game, not for the money. So... That's fucking stupid. And the the fact is, they the they took it way too seriously. They they could have made this more fun, and just off the rails and wild, and it would have been at least fun to watch instead of being bogged down by some kind of real world limitations that are only taken seriously once in a while when it moves the story forward. Uh, the the it it was just too serious, but at the same time not serious enough to have the emotional moments really count. And it just overall wasn't good. It just wasn't a good movie. I tell you what I did like. I loved uh, Michael Keaton played Monarch, and he nailed it. I would. I wish they would have leaned more into this crazy eccentric billionaire. Uh, this is when uh, 2014, 2013, it was probably filmed. That podcast definitely were there, but they weren't what they are today. They They weren't as big as they are now. And... It was kind of set up like Monarch has a media center. He's talking to people, bunch of people. So the schlubs are involved. I don't know. So he was great. I wish they would have went further with that character and really laid into him. Not necessarily telling his backstory, but giving him more scenes, making him like maybe a little bit more eccentric, a little bit more crazy. Because most of the time you just see him sitting at like a console and watching satellite imagery of his race, which I don't know how he got fucking satellite on there. He's supposed to be this, this eccentric billionaire that throws this race. I don't think it was good enough, but I thought he played it well. I thought Michael Keaton did what he could, and it was fun, and that was probably the most fun part of it, and we just ignored most of it. So would I recommend this? No, I wouldn't. It's not. It's too long. 
Uh, if you're into car, nice cars, fancy, fast cars, you might also dislike this because I guess a lot of these cars, they weren't the actual ones. They were kits, which makes sense. Uh, a kit car is basically like a knockoff version that from the outside looks like it, but they don't perform like the real cars. Uh, I was reading also on IMDb, there's a lot of like flaps that come up or things that move on the cars to make them more aerodynamic when they hit a certain speed, and those weren't deployed in the filming. So if you're really into these cars, you probably got annoyed by the those facts being wrong. But you know what? If you just want big, dumb car chases, sure. Go for it. Fine. Emotional moments were cheesy as fuck. You're probably better off watching like a Fast and the Furious movie, like anything after Tokyo Drift. They're fun at least. And there's shootouts. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so I don't really know who this was for. Car people, fans of Need for Speed, the video game that wanted more story in a video game series that is not known for its story. The way I would have fixed this or made an attempt to fix this is to lean into the more silly side and maybe do more of a cross-country race and do more of like a Cannibal Run style. That would, I mean, Cannibal Run is fucking stupid and ridiculous and the reason that movie succeeds and is great to this day is because everyone involved in making it knows it's fucking stupid and ridiculous and they're having fun with it. So that's what I would have done. Made it more of a race across the country rather than one long race at the end by a billionaire. That doesn't make sense for people putting up cars that there's no reason for them to put up to put their lives and other lives in danger and possibly go to jail for the rest of their life to get not that much money. So on a scale one to 10, I mean, this is not the worst video game movie I've watched. Uh, Rampage was pretty boring for some reason. I don't. They're monsters destroying buildings. That should be awesome, but it wasn't. It was boring. Uh, so no, I don't recommend it. Don't bother. Uh, there's other video game movies out there that are better than this. There's other racing games that are out there that are better than this. There's other Rami Ma Rami Malek movies that are better than this. There's other Aaron Paul movies better than this. There's other Michael Keaton movies better than this. Better Morgan Poots movies than this. The Fright Night remake was great. So just don't bother. Don't bother. If, if you maybe have a different idea and you have a lot of opinions about that, you can shoot us an email, playtime at gmail.com. We'll absolutely read it. I don't know if I'll agree with you. Probably won't, but fuck it. Send us an email. Say hi. Uh, you can get to us faster on the socials at playtime on Instagram and Twitter. We always love hearing from you guys there. And you can also hop over to YouTube, like and subscribe, comment on our uh, podcast that we have up there. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed me talking about a video game movie we all forgot existed. Talk to you later. Peace.